Now I invite you to open your Bibles this morning to Psalms 34, uh, the 34th Psalm. And uh, how many of you are believing God with me today? The message today might need a label and a warning on it. May cause extreme excitement. On your way out, you get on the highway, you may have to pull over and shout for a while. You may not be able to take your afternoon nap. I don't know. But God's word is good. Amen. Father, thank you for your word. It is alive. It is filled with power. I pray the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened. Our spirits would be supercharged with strength. And that you would speak to us through your word. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. Notice with me in verse 1. He says, I will bless the Lord sometimes. No, he didn't say, I'll bless the Lord when I feel like it. Or I will bless the Lord on Sunday morning or Sunday night. But he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. That means in every season of life, the Lord should be blessed through our lips. The Bible talks about the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now notice with me the second part of this verse. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I think sometimes that's not the case with even spirit-filled Christians. Life gets a little difficult. Instead of praise continually being in their mouth, complaining is continually in their mouth. Moaning and groaning and bemoaning life's circumstance. How many have ever seen a struggling lady preacher on television by the name of Joyce Meyer? (laughs) Joyce Meyer. Of course, we all know who Joyce is. She's written many, many books, and she's a great teacher of the Word of God because she strikes a chord with where people are living. She doesn't preach from way up here. She preaches right here where people are. And I've discovered that's the best way to teach and preach. She said something and coined this phrase, and I can't improve on it, so I'll borrow this from Joyce. She said, complain and remain. Now, there's truth there. As long as we are complaining at the season of life we are in, then we're going to remain in that same season. As long as we are bemoaning the test, rather than counting it all joy, when we fall into the test, we will remain in that test until we pass the test. Anybody ever flunked a test in school? Well, you had to take it over again. Okay? And that's what happens many times in Christians' lives. The same things come up at different seasons of life because they're not passing the test. Here is a major key to passing the test that come our way. Praise and be raised. Psalm 34 said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually beware. Notice he didn't say that his praise shall continually be in my heart. Some, a lot of Christians say, well, you know, I... I believe in a silent prayer and a silent praise. No, it is scriptural to lift up your voice. 
and to praise him continually. Hallelujah. Continually praise him. We're not just to continue in the word. We're to continue in praise. Now, here's what happens to many Christians when they prayed about something and they haven't seen what they prayed about come to pass right away. Anybody ever been there? I think all of us, if we were honest, we could be there. We got two or three honest people here. Now, every one of us have prayed. We've done what the word of God says to do scripturally. We've said amen. We believe we receive. But then there is a gap between the amen and the there it is. Okay? Now, here's where a lot of Christians miss it. They're missing it in that gap. When they don't see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, or see it, instead of praising God for the answer and for the manifestation, they get their eyes off the answer and on the problem and start talking the problem rather than the answer. As long as we're talking the problem, the manifestation is way out here. But his praise, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, I'm debt free. Thank you, Lord, my body's healed. Thank you, Lord, every organ, every tissue of my body functions in the perfection to which God created to function. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Verse 2. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us do what? Let us exalt his name together. You know, when you come to church and you have a testimony meeting, the devil shouldn't be magnified. It is the Lord that should be magnified. Now, no doubt about it, we're going to go through some tests, trials, and temptations. Yes, the devil is very real, but God is greater than the devil. And when we're magnifying him and we're exalting his name together, it changes the very atmosphere of a room. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Verse 4. I sought the Lord and he was too busy. No, thank God I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Oh, glory to God. No fear here. Every fear that's come against me has to bow its knee when I seek the Lord. When you seek the Lord with all your heart, by praising Him continuously, when you seek and require of His presence, the Bible said, God will arise and His enemies will be scattered. How many fears should a spirit-filled Christian have? Well, according to the Word of God, when you seek Him, He'll hear you and He will deliver you from all your fears. Is that God being good to you? Yes. Amen. No more fear of flying. No more fears of the future. We're facing our future with faith. 
We're facing our future with hope. When I look at the future, I'm looking with confidence. I'm saying that the favor of God is confidently working on my behalf. And I'm expecting the future to be bright. Hallelujah. Say that with me three times. My future is bright. Two more times. My future is bright. One more time. My future is bright. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting verse. The Spirit of the Lord was, was uh, exhorting us today and comforting us today and edifying us today through words this morning. It says, they looked unto him. Is it important where we're looking? Is it important what we're looking at? Now, you could think of several scriptures looking unto Jesus. Amen. Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. That's looking. He will keep us in perfect peace when we keep our mind stayed on him. It says, they looked unto the Lord and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. Now, that word lightened there. If you're taking notes, I looked it up in some other translations. That word lightened in one translation means to be radiant with joy. When's the last time you looked to him and sought him and spend time with him that you left that place sad? No, you cannot be looking unto him, seeking him and praising him and not have him rub off on you. Now, I know him is on the inside, but him wants to rise up on the inside and affect your outside and cause you to be radiant with the joy of the Lord. They looked unto him and they were lightened. Just catch yourself sometime when you're tempted to look at the body, when you're tempted to look at the finances, just change channels and look to him. And when you look to him, you will see the answer. When you look to him, you will see the way. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. When you look to him, the scripture says you'll be lightened. Amen. The will of God for you and me is not to be fearful and queasy. The will of God for you and me is to walk through life light and easy. When you're yoked up with Him, when you're looking to Him, the Bible says you will be radiant with joy. Now just practice this just a moment. Just smile. You, you don't want to do that? Okay. All right. Just get some toothpicks. If you... Smile a while. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This poor man cried. You got poor problems? Well, cry to the Lord. And the Lord will hear you. And he'll save that poor man out of all of his troubles. Woo! Glory to God. This poor man cried. The Lord heard him. Saved him out of all... 
his troubles. Oh, yeah. All of them. Every one of them. Trouble comes your way. Stir yourself up and start troubling the troublemaker. I like what the book of Nahum says. He says, the Lord is good. He is a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those that trust him. You got to know that he knows when you're in faith. He is our stronghold. One translation says this. God is good. A hiding place in tough times. And it says he recognizes and welcomes anyone looking for help. Are you looking for help? Well, he recognizes us and he welcomes us. He is our hiding place. Oh, thank you, Lord. You are our strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And those that are in right standing with God, they don't run from the tower in trouble. They run to the tower. And when they get in the tower, he raises us up to the top of the tower. And from the top of the tower, we are the safest of the safe. Hallelujah. And all the enemy can do is shoot his little arrows from the ground way below. But they can't penetrate the tower of the Lord. Say with me, God is good. And you are my hiding place in tough times. Did you know that you don't have to tell everybody that you're going through a tough time? Sometimes it's not wise to tell certain people you're going through a tough time. It's true. Because people want to sympathize with you while you're going through that tough time. And they'll keep asking you, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How's it going? It becomes kind of redundant to talk about your feelings all the time. Now, I don't mean that you should not lock shields of faith with one another. I don't mean that we shouldn't pray for one another. But I believe that sometimes it's appropriate not to tell the whole world what you're going through. Because the fact of the matter is, we are going through. He said, yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, don't misinterpret that or misunderstand me. The local church is a place where you can bring your need. The local church is a place of communication. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when it's all said and done, at the end of the day, He is your answer and He is your hiding place. Amen. Verse 7. The angel of the Lord, he camps around about those that fear him and he delivers them. Did you know that this room is full of angels? Did you know that they are ministering spirits and they're here today right now? And they have been sent forth to minister for them or on behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward them, who fears him. The angel of the Lord encamps around the Thomas home. The angel of the Lord encamps around your home. Is that God being good to you or what? Notice in verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is okay. No. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed 
happy, to be envied, and prosperous is the man who trusts in him. See, the Bible says that we need to taste and see. Taste for yourself. When you taste of the Lord, you ought to be going, Oh, God is good. Oh, God, you're so good. You ever notice in the natural realm, when you eat something that's really good, you don't say, well, this is some of the finest food I've ever tasted on my palate. I just don't know since when. No. No, you groan, you grunt, you go, mmm. Oh, that's good. I have to watch myself in restaurants sometimes. Brenda spoke down in uh, Napomo last weekend, and we were staying in Pismo Beach for a couple of days celebrating her birthday. And we went to my favorite place where you can get wonderful tri-tip. A place called Firestone in downtown San Luis Obispo. And uh, I, I only eat red meat a couple days, times a week, and so I was saving it, you know. I'm going to eat that tri-tip sandwich. And it's stacked up like this. It might be too early for you to get hungry. I will not use this in the second service. But it is the finest tri-tip I have ever eaten. And the tables are kind of close. It's kind of a scene where they have a lot of televisions and there's a bar there and all that stuff. And so we're sitting close to a family and they're next to us. And we're sitting there enjoying our family. And I'm going, mmm, that's good. Oh, that's good. And the lady looked at me. Because they were waiting on their food. That's how it is. When you taste and you see that the Lord is good. You see, it's not about description. It's not about me telling you how good God is. It's about you experiencing His goodness. Come on, for yourself. Woo, glory to God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. They say that a word, that a, they, that a picture is worth a thousand words. I believe that a taste is worth a thousand words. Listen, in Psalms 23, he says this, You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims over with blessing. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God God is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good for yourself. In the area of the infilling of the Holy Spirit... Brenda has on her heart real strong tonight to pray for people that have not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit, with the Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues, and also to pray for those who have leaked, if you will, and need to have a refilling or a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. My spiritual father said, we must have constant renewals of the Spirit. There must be constant infillings and refillings of the Holy Spirit. And that lines up with uh, Ephesians 5 where it says, Be not drunk with wine where is excess, but be being filled with the Spirit. That word there, be, be being filled in the Greek means continuously being filled. Continuously drinking. Now, it's one thing to talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And how that Jesus filled your life into overflowing. And out of your belly flows rivers of living water. But it's another thing for you to experience this fullness of the Spirit for yourself. There is nothing like it on planet Earth. It is a gift of God. Salvation 
and the infilling of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, Ho! Everyone that thirsteth, let him come unto me and drink. We have found the source of living water. We have found the source of these rivers of living water that so freely flow through us. All we got to do is come unto him and drink. Oh, I encourage you, if you've not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit, taste and see that the Lord is good. It will It will add a dimension to your life that you have not yet come to. It'll bring you up and it'll bring you out. And it will cause you to see, it will cause you to hear, and cause you to speak more creatively and more powerfully as you're filled with my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. And so... Taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, you don't want to be living your life on stale manna. I don't want to live on yesterday's word. I need a word today. I need some fresh manna. I need some fresh quail from glory. How about you? Too many Christians are living on the fullness of the spirit they had back in the 80s. They're living too much on the fullness of the spirit that they have in the charismatic movement when the Holy Ghost was poured out real strong in the 60s and 70s. Thank God for that. Wonderful. We look back and we're thankful for it. But you know what? That's not all of God there is to get. God's got mucho, mucho more. He's got much, much more. Hallelujah. He's got a fresh infilling for you. He's got fresh manna from heaven for you. Amen. Oh, if things could just be like they were in the 90s when Dad Hagen would come along and do all these Holy Ghost meetings and we'd laugh. What's wrong with you expressing a little joy in 2013? What's wrong with you stirring yourself up just a little bit going, ha, 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 devil, Jesus is on my side and in his word I do abide. I mean, what's wrong with getting drunk today? I'll guarantee you there's plenty of Raiders fans going to be drunker than skunks and higher than kites. I know I'm preaching good right now. Or maybe I'm preaching bad, but whatever. All excited over some guy with pads on carrying a little pig in his hand. Little pig skin in his hand. Hey, folks. That's just counterfeit compared to what we got. Are you kidding me? If the church world knew just a tenth of what was available to them, they couldn't stay away from the local church. They couldn't stay away from the drinking place. They couldn't stay away from the place of fullness. The problem is there's too many Christians doing too much thinking and not enough drinking. Let me try that over this section over here. The problem is there's too many Christians doing way too much thinking, living up here, and not enough going to the Word and eating and drinking in of the new wine. Oh, hallelujah. God's got some new wine for you. God's new wine. God's new wine. It's so fine. It's so fine. God's new wine. You know, I've had a lot of experiences being drunk in the Holy Spirit. I've been laid out on the floor. 
I've been so full of the Holy Ghost sometimes in my chair that I could hardly get up. Thank God for that. But you know, there's more of that. God's got a whole lot more. He's El Shaddai. He's the God of more than enough. He's not the God of the less than the least. He's the God of more than, more than enough. He's got more than enough presence for you. He's got more than, oh, come on, somebody. He's got more than enough goodness for you. Ha ha. You serve me a six course dinner. Right, right, right smack dab in front of my enemies. Don't let your enemies keep you away from the table. Well, I don't know whether I can come to the table and eat or not. Been a rough week. No, you need to be at the table. You need to have your Holy Ghost bib on. And say, pass the Holy Ghost biscuits, please. Pass me that great big huge platter of divine healing and divine health. You see, he's prepared a six-course dinner for us. But do you know that he can prepare things for us that we don't show up for? Oh, Jesus. You prepared a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. Right in front of my enemies. That's powerful. That means you don't have to, when we all get to heaven, we'll sing and shout the victory. But while on earth, it's going to be nothing but hell to pay. No, no, no. This table is set right here, right now, for you and I to partake in, to eat of, and to drink. That's powerful. Right smack dab where I am. And don't you know what makes the enemy mad? When you go to the table and you start singing songs like, He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for He has made me glad. That upsets religious spirits. We don't talk that way at the table. That's inappropriate table manners. In whose book? Not in the book. He's made me glad. And you know something? He'll make you glad. If you just show up and come to the table and eat and drink. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. New wine. You don't need natural wine. You got new wine. You don't need natural wine to help you to feel more comfortable in a social setting. No, you've got the new wine. And as long as you're abiding in the vine and his word and drinking the new wine, you're going to be all right in any setting. Whatever social setting you're in, you'll be just fine. Full of the spirit. And full of the word. Drinking God's new wine. Woo! Glory! Glory to God! Well, I got 25 pages of notes. You got six more hours? I don't think so. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Right in front of your enemies. And the Bible says, He will revive your drooping head. That's a drooping head. How you doing? I'm droopy. (laughs) Things aren't looking good. I guess not. You're looking down. (laughs) He will revive your drooping head. He is the glory 
and lifter of your head. <laughs> There's a lot of resistance with the Christians, you know. I'm not going to lift my head. I'm not going to lift my Yes, let them lift your head. <laughs> I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to eat. No, get drunk, get filled. Come to the table and eat. Rejoice in the Lord, your God. <laughs> Revival. Revive us, O Lord, in the midst of our works. Revive, Pastor Mark. Revive, Pastor Brenda. I need a revival. And I can't have a revival unless I go to the table and eat. And I'm not just eating when I'm here. I'm eating when I'm at home. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. He'll revive your drooping head. He'll lift you right up. Out of depression and oppression. He's the glory. He's the lifter. That's how we started this service out, isn't it? He's the quickener. He's the lifter of the church. You might need a revival. When you can get a front row seat being 20 minutes late to service. A church might just need a revival. When the saints are complaining, but the visitors are complimenting. You might just need a revival. When people complain about the music being too loud. Let the Lord be magnified in this place. Let him pour out his glory. Let him pour out his grace. No good thing will he withhold from us when we walk uprightly before him. No good thing will he withhold. He will not withhold his presence. He will not withhold his goodness. Hallelujah. Verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord. That means not be afraid, you his saints. For there is no want to them that fear him or reverence him. How in the world can you believe in lack with a Bible like we have? There's no want to those that fear him. Verse 10. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Listen to this statement. Seek a good God and you'll get good things. You'll not want for any good thing. God is good. And he wants to do good Things in my life and in your life. Verse 11. Come, ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Verse 12. Read it with me. What man is he that desires life and loveth many days, that he may see what? That he may see what? Okay. Now, this tells me that we can either see good Or see bad. What is the opposite of good? Bad. Or the opposite of good is evil. Now let me ask you a question today. We're winding up. Let me ask you a question. How many truly desire life? How many of you really desire to have many days? 
I mean, in your 80s and your 90s, you just live day after day, day after day with the life of God flowing through you. What is man that desires life, that loveth many days that he may see good? You know, those aren't good days when you can't pay your bills. Those aren't good days when your body's racked with pain. The Bible says, if you're going to see good days coming from a good God, if you desire life, verse 13, we want to close right here. He says, let him keep his tongue from evil or from bad. So what we say with our mouths is either going to produce good or bad, life or death, healing or disease, prosperity or poverty, joy or sorrow. Come on, somebody. If you want to see good, you got to speak good. Things like surely goodness and mercy are following me all. Come on, stand up, everybody. Hallelujah. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, I hope you got something out of today anyhow. Let's lift our voice.